Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi guys, welcome to episode 128 of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. So my guest today is David Shad, and he is a fabulous lighting designer from Utah. Now he's really an artist and he creates beautiful art with the use of light. If you're in a project or you're considering a project where you need a lighting plan, you do not want to miss this episode because he gives us some insight. He also talks about the infamous LED lights and which ones are the best ones to use. So let me introduce you to David Shad. Hi, David. It's really nice to meet you. I, I've been looking at your website and fascinated by your lighting projects. So thank you for coming on my podcast today. How are you? Doing well, Heidi. I'm honored to be a part of your podcast. Well, good. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about, tell us, our listeners and me, a little bit about you and your passion for lighting. I know that that is a passion because I can see it coming through your projects. Well, I started uh, many, many years ago in an electrical engineering firm as a draftsman. And I had some, some great mentors that, that taught me electrical engineering. And part of electrical engineering and design for residential homes and projects like that has to do with electrical and lighting. As the years went by, I grew more and more drawn to the lighting side. So I'm an artist. I grew up my life, you know, painting and drawing, and I figured out lighting was a way I could illuminate and I could paint with light to bring out the architecture and make it look good. I started the electrical side anymore. I want to become a lighting designer. Yeah. That was a strong, strong desire in my heart. And then one of my clients said, why don't you start a lighting designer? So I did. Yeah, and then the change of of lighting and technology down through the past 10, 15 years is just so exciting to me to have more tools to be able to to paint with illumination, do some wall washing, grazing, uplighting, dimming, and LEDs are just so much fun. (laughs) I totally agree. Like I told you before we started recording that I'm in the middle of a renovation and we have up lights that are going in the floor. And the original part of the project was um, we were going to be on a conventional and they had to do a slab. And so that turned into a huge nightmare because now <laughs> we're putting floor recess cans in concrete. Woof. That has been, um, hopefully they're worth it. Let me just say that. <laughs> That's one of my favorite techniques to do is uplighting recessing floors. So yes, you're, you're on the right track. Okay, good. Um, that makes me feel good then. I'm, I have hope. I'll, I'll let my contractor know because he's ready to, I think, just pour over them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how, so you kind of talked a little bit about your passion and how your, your journey sort of took that path. 
um, which I love because my, my, my path to design and then into a podcast kind of took that same thing. You just sort of follow that calling and the, the thing that is the strongest and that you're kind of the best at is where you usually, if you follow that calling, you end up. So I have a question that I always wonder because I do it with interior design. So what makes you recognize that someone knew what they were doing as far as lighting goes when you walk into a space? Can you recognize it fairly quickly? That's, that's a great question. Um, it's easier to recognize someone who didn't know what they're doing, but to, to answer <laughs> your question accurately, when I walk into a space, there's a feeling of comfort, a yes. feeling of, of maybe being relaxed and warmth, and just an attraction to the, to the room, whether it's to the architecture or to the interior design or maybe to the ceilings that vault up. And because the lighting was done properly, it doesn't feel like a cave. But there's a lot of, of warmth when you walk into a room and it's done correctly. Maybe you don't even notice the lighting. That's that's one thing that I like is coming, well, this room is really great uh, and it just feels so good, but they don't say, oh, the lighting was amazing. <laughs> right. So, I think when I do it right, it just blends in becomes part of the architecture. Got it. I love that idea because it's very true. If you notice the lighting, it's either over the top good or really bad. And, you know, so I think I've seen some of your projects on your website that are over the top good. So obviously people recognize it for the lighting, but appreciate it because it doesn't feel ostentatious it feels warm and welcoming some of your exterior where you um you lit the the home beautifully from the exterior i love that that idea of just standing in the street and or pulling up to a home that is well lit i don't know there's something about that so <laughs> thank you you're welcome so do you have any pet peeves about lighting oh <laughs> How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll hit just a few. Um, one of my one of my biggest pet peeves is lighting is contractors. It'll come in and destroy your lighting design, telling with the owner that they're going to save them all this money by buying different fixtures, and then those fixtures are just really junk. Yeah. And uh, the the owner calls me back and says, you know, I hired you to do this lighting design, and this looks horrible. And so that's not the lighting fixture that's specified. Goes, really? Well, I saved all this money. I said, well, what did you get when you, when you don't do the right thing? The other thing is glare. I really don't like glare. I try to shield all lighting as much as possible. And uh, again, the other thing is non-lighting designers coming in and trying to tell me or the interior designer, the owner, how it should be done. So that's, you know, I guess those are just a couple of my pet peeves. But most, uh, most of the time, I'm very good clients and good architects. And, uh, you don't have that problem with those. With some, you know the ones you're going to have probably no problem with. Yeah. Okay, so Glare, uh, I'm doing a... Um, I'm doing lights on marble. Uh, we're, we've got floating shelves and we've got a wall that's gonna be marble. 
And I've seen a lot of lights that glare off the marble, um, mm. interestingly, but I, I'm honing the marble. So I think, I think that'll help a lot. So I, I agree with you though, glare is um, a big pet peeve. Yeah, sure. Okay, now I, um, I also am a big fan, not only of design and lighting, but mindset. And so something that jumped out when I was researching lighting designers was your philosophy page. And so you kind of talked about, I'm an artist, um, a lighting designer who paints with illumination. So I'm, I loved that. And I, I think that that is when someone is really good is when they just feel so passionate about it. So what are the most important aspects? I know this is a hard question to narrow down, but in your opinion, what would be the most important aspects of a lighting design? Um, when, I, when I get a new project, the thing I do first and foremost try to get into the head of the architect. I want to see what that architect sees as well as the interior designer, what the interior designer sees in the space. But at that point, I can take and provide the best writing I possibly can for that space. It'll complement everything they're doing. And, uh, and that's not with decorative fixtures. I like the interior designers to pick out all decorative fixtures. They know the, the heart and soul of the, of the client, the owner. And I don't, but I have the experience that I can look at look at a space and improve it, complement the architecture, complement the interior, the different layers of lighting. I'm not sure if that quite answers your question, right? But... No, it does. I, I, as a, um, an interior designer, I get it. Uh, you, you, you really, when you walk into a space, you're talking about the accent lighting that, um, like, <laughs> you know, the, 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 recess cans or the backlights or you know there's all sorts of different things that uh that you can do with lighting and the 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 pendants and things like that are just like jewelry you know for a design so that's exactly how i describe it it's like yeah. jewelry, beautiful woman the woman's already beautiful just compliment that's right. It just makes it just a little bit better. Okay, so I also love your point about using a lighting designer, even if you're working with an interior um, designer or architect, because I know from experience that lighting isn't my main focus. I, I kind of would love for it to be, but I, I get, I want everything. To, I like the whole design. Um, so lighting being such a huge part of the space if you can hire someone like you it really is ideal uh, because you are that's your main focus uh, I've, I've seen where designers they get involved and they do fine and the place looks great but you you can tell that the lighting was an afterthought or maybe even they let the um, contractor or the electrician decide where the lights were going to go you know and not that they always do horrific but it isn't a well thought out plan. So um, you, I, you just said that you have architects and designers that you work with pretty regularly. So that makes it a little bit easier, right? Oh yes, I only work with clients, some amazing architects and interior designers. I don't market the yeah. work. Yeah, you know, I just call referral and my architects keep calling 
it's kind of it's wonderful to have a good team effort when everybody gets along with everybody, and, and it just turns into as you see fabulous projects. Right, it's magical when when you yeah. get uh, talented, passionate people, and they each have their own specialty. It becomes magical uh, for me with the project that I'm working on right now. I had the vision, you know, and but I couldn't do it alone. So, I mean, I have to I listen to the input of the people that are working on my team that are like, well, we would do it this way. And a lot of times I'll go with that if they're you know, if it's a valid reason. Now, if I have a definite you know, opinion on something and I want it to go a different direction, then I'll I'll do that. And work with them just you know so we can make it where I'm like okay you're comfortable with this you know because the professionals like yourself you know what the ultimate end product is going to look like so that's good um okay so now you said you left a senior position with a design group like an engineering firm to start your own lighting firm um and you talk about pursuing the three pillars of a great and fulfilling life on your website. I loved that. Can you talk a little bit about that jump? I mean, was that scary? Um, it was a little scary at first, but uh, I had some good architectural friends at that time that uh, while I was working for the engineering firm that talked to me and said, they kind of said, David, you ought to start your own firm. We'll, we'll use you. We respect you already. I said, I don't know, you know, it's a little scary. But and the one architect said, when I went out on my own, it was the scariest thing I've ever done. But it was once it started and I turned it over and got it working, it's the best thing I've ever done. And that's exactly what I experienced. And I got over the fear of, of losing that, you know, 40, 60, 60 hour a week paycheck every week and had to go out and find clients myself. That was scary, but boy, when your clients are telling you, hey, I'll hire you, it's like, yeah. Okay. Never look back, you know? Yeah. That's incredible. I, I think a lot of people, as long as they're really good and really passionate, um, they, they, they want, you know, to work for themselves. Uh, some people, you know, we're not, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Not everybody is. But when someone has the passion, has the expertise, and they're willing to step past the fear, I think that's when it gets, when, when things become magical in their life is because fear holds so many people back and you didn't let it hold you back, which, which I think is, you know, it's a testament to what you're doing now is that you, you allowed um, yourself to be afraid, but then move past it. So I think that's wonderful. So the passion, you know, the passion, as long as you have passion for what you're doing, I think there's nothing to stop. Yes. And then I always pursue to do everything the best I possibly could, and sometimes even better than we expected. And uh, that just, I don't know, that just drives me. Get a, get a, I love getting, starting a new project. <laughs> I know, it's so exciting. Use of flowing. I'm with you on that. I agree. And, and you just, because when you start a new project and you, you have the vision and the end of what it's going to look like. And so it's, and you get to be creative and you know, you can do a good job and you know, it's going to be 
spectacular and your client's going to feel good as long as they do what you say and not, you know, let the contractor pick out the lights, that kind of thing. So <laughs> I have a couple of clients, architects that I work for that just for just artists in their own thing. They're no, no house is the same. No room is the same. No ceiling is the same. So it's just so much fun there to get a new project. This so good and it takes the pressure off of them having you come in and light it because a good architect and a good designer they know that um a, a good lighting designer will make their design even better yes okay so i have a basic question all right so if someone is listening and they're thinking about renovating or they're working on a new home, because right now I think a lot of people are, uh, you know, with the, the market being the way it is, so many people are just um, working on redoing their home or even trying to find a new home. So what is the most important thing that someone can do for their lighting plan, if they couldn't say afford to hire you as a lighting designer, what what what's the most important thing they could do for their lighting plan? Um, if they, I would. There are books out there available that, that do teach a little bit of lighting design. I don't recall those right off the top of my head. I guess the easiest thing I would recommend to do is if there is a parade of homes in your area, go to walk walk through all the parade of homes. And just note the things that you really like about lighting, as well as the things you don't like about lighting. And if the Prado Homes is not around, um, maybe just go to some model homes that are out there for the type of home that you're looking to buy, because model homes are usually you know, done up pretty nice. And that'll give you some ideas of what you may want to do for your house, or again, maybe give you some ideas of what not to do your house. You go to these these beautiful model homes and, and maybe the lighting just doesn't look right. So you think, well, maybe I'd add a couple of recessed cans here and there, and maybe I'd put some uplight here or there. So, you know, there's a lot of photos of beautiful homes and home magazines and things like that. So there's a lot of resources to give you ideas. But, uh, you know, I just, one of the things I say, quality is not expensive. To me, it's priceless. You know, if you, you, if you specify a good quality fixture, it's going to perform to you the way you want it to perform versus something that's, that's less expensive and you, you don't like the outcome of it. I get called into a lot of homes where people didn't hire a lighting designer and they ask me, David, what can we do? And I go, wow, um, we can fix this. But now it's going to take a lot, of, a lot more money to do a lot of cutting and patching and things like that. So it, it might be advisable just to hire a lighting designer on an hourly basis to look at the plans that you have and make some recommendations instead of doing the complete design. So that's that's another option. That's a great wow. idea. Is that is that something that you do or? Yes, I do. Okay. I, I have people that say we just can't afford a lighting designer. You know, okay. We're already, already under construction. Can you help us? And, you know, I do this and this and this and this. Wonderful. That's great. That's a great resource. And, and I think that's really valid and very, very good advice because something that I do uh, is when I go to restaurants or hotels, 
usually they're they've used a lighting designer um the higher end ones and i'll i'll just look at it and i'll say what is it about this sp space that i love and most of the time i mean we have we go to one one restaurant here locally and the design is kind of the furnishings are dated but the lighting is so good and so soft that it feels really good you know and so it's i think for me if i always tell people um lighting is where you need to spend a little bit of money you know it, lighting and drapes <laughs> rugs lighting and drapes so really just everything really I'm, I'm jaded but but i've been in design for a while enough to be but but lighting is always the most important thing for a design so i appreciate your trade I'm, I'm liking you more and more. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, it's true. I I feel I feel like you know that something that most people don't really understand why a space feels good. A lot of times, it's because of the lighting. So, all right. So then, let's talk about LED lights. I fought them for a while when I was going through interior design school. Of course, they were always just like everything has to be. LED and you know and they were not very pretty then but now um they're, they've gotten a lot better so <laughs> I just think people don't know what to buy because when I look and they're like oh my you know I've got all these new recess cans and they're all LEDs and they are as blue or green and the space is just it's killing me so do you have I mean do you have a favorite lamp or light bulb that you love um, I'll, I'll, yes, I do. Um, that's, that's a great question, but LED light bulbs are, are fantastic, They're wonderful sources, we all know, but it's more about the color temperature of the lamp that I think is the most important. You know, for a residential application, there's, there's a 3000 degree Kelvin, that's the color temperature of the lamp, the warm color. You know, there's 2700 degrees Kelvin lamp, which is even a little warmer, more like your, your older incandescent A lamps. I try and stay within those two color spectrums of lamps throughout an entire house. Stay away from the, the whiter, white, bluer, blue colors. And yeah. Be careful to go out and buy light bulbs. Look at them labeled closely so you don't get those, those really bright white. So, so keep it keep it warm. That's the important thing with LEDs and make sure they're dimmable. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I, 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 every light, I don't care if it's a bathroom light, I think should be on a dimmer because when I have parties at night, I want to set the mood everywhere. You know, I mean, everywhere in my home, I want it to feel beautiful and soft. And if you don't have a dimmer, you know, it's, it's hard to get that look. So, okay. So 2,700 Kelvin to 3000 Kelvin. Um, I'm doing 2,700 in my, all, all of mine because I love it. And I love that warm light, um, the 3000 and, and they actually tried to get me to go with 3000 near my marble, but because it, it would do a, it would whiten it, but I just wasn't prepared for that. I, I really like the warmth, so. Well, let me add another thing. Along with the proper lighting design, you mentioned it, I failed to. I think yeah, there's the next part of that that's so important is lighting control. You know, if you have a dimmer, great, but I do very large residences where lighting control systems instead 
scenes. It'll be, you know, dinner time, party, entertain, or whatever you may have. You set a scene where everything's adjusted to the right level that you that you want. So lighting control is another thing I do that's very, very important. Okay. So so that lighting control, it kind of leads itself to um, you'd have different lights on different switches. And so you could, you know, you could have your pendants light on and pendant lights on and your, you know, maybe your under cabinet lights, things like that separately from your overhead lighting. Yes. Yes. And yeah. So we call those layers of light. Love it. Layers of light. Now, do you ever, when you come into a house and there's recess cans, right? I mean, most, most new construction, I think, have them. Do you cringe at those being on or would you, I mean, do you like the lower layers to be on um, or do you like, are you okay with the, like the, the recess lights being on? I am okay provided the light recess light. I like to use very small aperture recess down lights with pinhole apertures in them. Yes. We'll paint those, those trims on those fixtures to match the ceiling and even faux paint them out if they're wood. So they do, I want the, the cans to disappear and all I just want the light to be visible on what it's illuminating. Because as I mentioned, I hate glare. So that's, that's one way to do it. And uh, I use the recess lights and I call it the layer of light. It's a general layer of light, unless I'm using them to grace some stone or highlight some pictures or paintings or wall washing, you know, different lighting techniques. Absolutely. The rest of the room gets dimmed down when it's not being used, and the little base or centerpiece just glows. You create a scene. Love it. Make your house a picture of beauty, you know? Yes. I love it. I love it. Talking to you, I, you know, I probably would have gotten you as a consultant prior to our renovation, but it's too late now. It's all in. But I, I feel like I've done well because I'm using the spotlights with the pinholes and, and I've got the 2700 and I'm, I carefully picked my lighting plan as far as the switching the controls. So I think you'd be proud. <laughs> I'll send you pictures and let you see. Awesome. awesome. We have we have a little bit of time before it's done, but um, okay. So you are obviously in love with what you do. There's zero doubt of that. Um, how do you find balance between work play and downtime play? Because you call your work play according to your website, and I can see that it is. So how do you um, kind of find a balance between those two? That's a, that's a really good question to ask because I, I struggled with that a lot in my earlier part of my career to where one of my partners in the engineering firm actually came to me and said, David, you need to slow down. Wow. <laughs> he gave me a statement that I remember to this day. He said, if this project doesn't get done today, is anybody going to die? Yeah. No, he said, Go home. You've been at this for 12 hours straight. Go home. And I, I learned after that that got to draw, even much, how much you love what you're doing, you've got to draw a line. You've got to go out and go play golf sometime or 
just go walking in the woods and come out and just feel the sun in the air. So I, I've learned that. It was a hard learn lesson for me to learn how I, I don't take on more than I, than I want to. <laughs> so Good. I just pick and choose the projects I want and turn others away that I don't want. I that is so nice. Life fishing and uh, we have our pets that we enjoy and go skiing once in a while. So yeah, I'm, I'm learning to enjoy life outside of my job. <laughs> well, and that's good though, because I think that makes you a better designer, a lighting designer. I mean, I think that that actually, when you take your downtime, sometimes people think the harder they work and the more effort they put in, the, you know, the more prestige or, you know, it's almost like a race to see who can work the most, but you're just really just burning out where when you take downtime, like you said, cause you're in Montana, right? In uh, Utah. Utah, Utah. Okay. I knew it was somewhere beautiful. Um, so you have, when you take that time and I know for myself, it um, rejuvenates me. So um, I, I do the same. I try to make sure that uh, we take, my husband and I both are big believers in taking downtime. So we're with you on that too. A simple sunset or a sunrise is just so inspiring to me to see the sun and the shadows and how lighting just changes it. I mean, 15, 20 minutes and skies and the colors. And, I mean, that, to me, that's real inspirational. Yes. See what God does. He's the best lighting designer I know. <laughs> Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yes. When you go outside and if it's just dusk or even at night, like your, your background with the stars and it, at night, sometimes you could, I grew up in the country and we would go out and in in, lay in the grass and just stare at the stars because there, we were really in the country. So the stars were lights to us. You know, it was fantastic. So I, I, I love that. And um, okay, well, this has been really interesting. I, I really could talk to you a lot more because I'm passionate about lighting design, but I think we've got some good things and some good tips for people listening. And also um, just a, a little bit, we, we've got the LED color. I know a lot of people struggle with which bulbs because we're you know, kind of being forced to switch to LEDs, which is fine because they're getting good. So everybody can relax and realize that I know that your bulbs are going away that you like, but they actually are really good, the new LEDs. So thank you so much. It's been wonderful talking to you. I appreciate it. I love, love, loved that I got to hear your little parrots in the background. We talked about that. They're so pleasant. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome, David. Thank you again. And um, I will, when I get my uh, lighting design finished and I get some lights, I'll send it over to you. Happy to see you. All right, David, thank you. Okay, thank you. Let me leave you with one little quote that I use a lot. It's by Albert Einstein. It says, imagination is more important than knowledge. Because you can have all kinds of lighting knowledge in your head but without the artistic application and ability, it just doesn't turn out right. I love it. Yeah. Okay. There goes your pat. There is your art artist side coming yes, out. <laughs> That's why you know it's interesting. And then we're then I'll let you go again. Um, you you were electrical engineer, but you're quite the artist too. So you probably have a some left brain right brain going on. <laughs> quite a bit. That's that's what I think that is 
what makes you so good is that you're able to understand the lighting technology, but you also are able to create artistry. So go you, go David. It's the balance you need. That's right. It really <laughs> is. Sometimes I wish I had a little bit more of that technology. <laughs> I tend to be like quite creative, but um, but we're, we're getting that. It's It's totally fine. That's what makes the world go round. You bet. Awesome. All right, David, thank you for that. And I look forward and hope that we get to talk again soon. Okay, me too. Thank <laughs> Have you so a great much. day. You too. Bye-bye. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.